Come join Libby and Molly, the ladies of Consignment Chats, as we talk about all things consignment. Are you consignment ready? Every reseller should be consignment ready. You do not want to leave money on the table, and you do not want to miss out on some opportunities. But also, you should know which ones to pass up. All right. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Super excited because I passionately believe that every reseller should be consignment ready. I mean, who hasn't had, who's a reseller and hasn't had someone ask you to sell their stuff for them? I mean, some of those things you want to pass on, but some of those things might be money. So let's talk about it. Let's make sure that if you're a reseller, you are consignment ready. And you are not leaving money on the table. All right. So this is episode 55 of Consignment Chats, or C-Chats as we like to call it. And first, I want to talk a little bit about my week and something that happened to me this week. And I think it's a trap that probably a lot of us fall into. All right, so if you'll notice, I usually am accompanied by Molly. Uh, This week I am solo. Molly is under the weather and recuperating, so we're going to let her rest. And so what that means, my business is Conchi Consignment. You'll see the sign behind me. Oh, other side, behind me. And Molly is the social media manager, so she handles a lot of the social media. You'll see me on there, but she handles the vast majority of social media for the business. And she also handles a lot of the social media for C-Chats. All right, so she's been out. And guess who's handling the social media? That's right, me. Yeah. Yeah. Social media is not my favorite thing. I enjoy it. I enjoy getting to talk with and interact with our community, both at Conchi Consignment and at C-Chats. Don't get me wrong. I enjoy all of that. However, I do not, I'm not somebody that personally uses social media a lot. I don't even have a personal Instagram account. I, it's just, it's not my thing. So, yeah. I'm doing social media, I'm doing it, and I find myself doing something that y'all have said is and can be a problem. I find myself playing the comparison game. At first, I don't even realize I'm doing it. And, you know, I'm doing the posting, I'm interacting, and, hmm, I find myself looking at what they are all doing, and... Oh my gosh, is what I'm doing good enough? Why don't I have that many likes? Why don't I have that many followers? What am I doing wrong? Am I a failure? I, oh my gosh, I haven't been able to take my kids on vacation uh, in two years. Hmm, Everybody else seems to be doing it. So not only did it get into my business life, but it also seeped into my personal life. And I'm not somebody that thinks of myself as a uh, envious or jealous person, but it, it started to creep in there. It started to really make me wonder, and I was playing that comparison game. And it wasn't until I actually was talking to my daughter, and 
I actually said it out loud and I said, so-and-so, you know, has this going and how are they able to do that? And I want to be able to do that. And what am I doing wrong? And I stopped and I was like, oh my gosh, I am doing the thing that I'm doing all the things that uh, people say they do when they get on and they spend too much time on social media. They're watching other people's lives. They're comparing themselves in not a favorable way. And I found myself doing that. Yeah. So it's been a little bit, it's been a little bit rough this week. And I just wanted to be real with you guys and, and let you know that. And I I can definitely empathize a little bit better now uh, when people say that and, you know, people have said that to me. Like, I look at other people and see what they're doing. I mean, like, why can't I do that? Why don't I have this many likes? Why don't I have this many subscribers or followers? And that goes for both businesses. What am I doing wrong? Why am, am I a failure? I can definitely empathize with that now I since I've, I've fallen into that trap. It was really good for me to recenter, say it out loud, confess to you guys, and (laughs) really refocus on my mission. Okay, so my mission is not the same as anybody else's. All that time I wasted, you know, comparing myself to others, measuring myself against somebody else's yardstick, really just not a productive use of time. So I'm not doing that. And I, but I do see how easy it is to fall into that trap. So if you're out there, go back to our mission statement episodes, define your mission, and your mission is going to be unique from probably anybody else's. So go ahead, do that, see where you're headed, and that's what you focus on. So that is what I'm doing. I've recentered myself, and I am focusing on that mission, which is not the same as anybody else's mission. And, and we do have one for both business for. Uh, Conchi Consignment, my business, and Sea Chats, which I'm talking to you guys about right now. And focus on that. And that's where I'm going to spend my time and energy, not comparing to other people, other businesses. And the other thing to remember is when you're looking at social media, that's a highlight reel. It's a highlight reel of somebody's business, of somebody's life. They're not showing you all the behind the scenes struggles all of, you know, those mornings they got up when they didn't feel like it and did the shipping or the listing or, you know, sacrifice things in their life to hustle. All right. So that's not what you're saying. All right. So let's keep it real. Let's get on this train. And I'm going to tell you why every reseller needs to be consignment ready. I can tell you that there has not been a time where anybody in my family has come to visit me without bringing me stuff. Can you sell this for me? Can you sell that for me? Friends are guilty of this too. (laughs) Friends are guilty of this too. And when you are consignment ready, you can easily say, no, that is not something I do. No, that does not feed into my mission. If you're not consignment ready, oh, I don't know, you don't know your percentages, you don't know. So you could be passing up a really great opportunity when somebody brings you stuff. But on the flip side, if you are consignment ready, you know what you won't do as well. 
So let's get into this a little bit and uh, talk about why you should be consignment ready. All right, there are so many reasons that are awesome to consign and reasons why people do the consignment business or use this model. Now, what I'm gonna say to most resellers out there, it's good to be consignment ready, but if that's not your primary source, that's okay. Just be ready. Just have that contract in your toolbox and know what you're willing to consign and not willing to consign. Just be ready, even if that's not your primary thing. Okay, so reasons that consignment is good. You have a constant source of inventory that you are paying nothing for, right? You don't, on consignment, traditional consignment, you don't pay until it sells. So you have this, so during the pandemic, I'm going to use this as an example. There, I was watching, you know, and listening to a lot of different resellers. I love, there's so many good podcasts and so uh, many good YouTube channels out there that I just really love. Uh, So during when this whole thing started, you know, that we've been dealing with over the past couple years, I already said the P word, sorry. Um, When this whole thing started, Guess who wasn't suffering for inventory? Consignment sellers. Guess who wasn't affected at all? Consignment sellers. Uh, It was actually the opposite. People were home. They were cleaning out. They were redecorating. They were purging. And for us, there was a great influx of inventory. Some of that donated. Some of that donated. It wasn't all actually consigned. So we had, we were, we were ready. We were ready to consign. We were ready to take those items. We knew what we were taking, what we weren't taking. And when there is this black swan event or this, let's see, what should we call it? I don't know. Craziness in the world. It's good to have this ready because we were not affected by it. Now, I'm not saying there's not instances where consignment wouldn't be affected and maybe, you know, reselling and thrifting are good. So, you know, do both. Do both, just be consignment ready. Uh, One of the other things is sustainability. So when you're consigning, you are really saving things, and a lot of resellers also do this. You are really saving things from, from the landfill, from going to donation, from going to places that really can't use them. And, you know, that feels good. It's our way of giving back. It's one of the many ways that you give back through consignment. And maybe something that you really haven't thought of is the community aspect of it. So when you take consignments, you're actually recycling money back into your community. Let's say you live in a, um, a community that maybe is struggling and maybe um, the, you know, the income level isn't, isn't that great. Well, with you processing this, you are actually giving money back to those Uh, customers, those consigners, and they are recycling it back, generally back into the same community in which you live. So what a boost. I know it wasn't something I necessarily thought of originally uh, until I saw it in action, but you're actually providing a service and you're actually helping out your immediate community by doing that. And I think that feels pretty good. Um, All right. So, you know, people are bringing you stuff you you have, all right, so one thing I'm going to caution you. Let's say you're like, all right, yeah, I'm consignment ready. I want to take consignments. I Let's get started. Let's, whoa, be careful. 
All right, consignment. Yes, it blows up very, very, very quickly. And people in our community will tell you that um, all of a sudden they are overwhelmed with inventory and there may be more than they can handle. So start slow, start with your own items, put them through the paces with consignment, pay yourself out as a consigner, just make sure your process works. Simple. Um, And then go to family and friends. And if you're anything like me, I, I, I can't control <laughs> how much inventory comes in from family and friends. And that may be your stopping point. That may be all you ever really need. Uh, if you don't have family, friends in the immediate vicinity, one of the great things you can do, um, this is like a bonus tip for you guys, so is reach out to personal organizers. Or personal concierge. People that provide this service and organize other people's homes often have an abundance of inventory and they like to provide consignment to their clients. Sometimes it's donations, sometimes it's consignment, but they like to be able to offer that service. So reach out and let people know, let a couple personal organizers know this. Um, that you're doing this and they'll probably, you know, bring you some good, good stuff. And the upside of that is if somebody's hiring a personal organizer or a personal concierge, a lot of times those, those clients, you know, they already have money. They are hiring this other person. Generally their items are of a, of a pretty good quality and will meet some of some of your needs, depending on what you decide to do. Uh, Nextdoor app and Facebook, I have heard of people using this. Uh, this is only, I'm gonna say is your last resort. If you follow the first three, your personal items, your family and friend and personal organizers, chances are you're never gonna get to number four, which is the Nextdoor app and Facebook and just putting out an advertisement because this service is very in demand and there aren't a whole lot of people that do it. So just proceed with caution, give it a little time, don't put it out there everywhere. Uh, I would be worried that you would get a little bit too much inventory and be too overwhelmed. So kind of, you know, dip your toe in and uh, see how it goes. So, all right, so you, you got your first couple consigners or you're ready to dip your toe in. All right, let's make sure that And this is what you need to have in your toolbox. I feel very, very strongly about this. It is your consigner agreement. So you need to know, and it doesn't have to be written up. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to post a template uh, that will be available for you on our website as a free giveaway uh, template. It doesn't have to be, this is, I'm not talking about a legal contract. I'm talking about an agreement sort of like a handshake agreement between you and your consigner. And yes, even put it in place with family and friends because you want to test it and make sure that um, people understand it and it's clear and you're comfortable with it. So put it through the paces with family and friends. It gives you the opportunity to describe what you're doing in a very clear way. Because people will come back with questions. Well, what do you do about this? What do you do about that? So, uh, the the probably the most important part and the one the question that is most commonly asked is 
for the consigner agreement is the percentages. So the easiest one, obviously, is a 50-50 split. Uh, most consignment most consignment runs, the industry standard runs between about 70 and 30. Uh, personally, for my business, I do a either, depending on who it is consigning, a 60 or a 50% split. Uh, 60 is what we earn as the consignment store. 40% goes to the consigner. Okay, so the percent. You need to decide on a percent up front and you know, consider it. You are earning that. You are putting a lot of work into that. So very carefully consider your percent and don't be afraid to go with a higher percentage. Don't start low and then have to have to move up. Start high. If somebody doesn't want your services, they're not going to take advantage of it. And, and that's okay because you're going to have an abundance of inventory. Trust on this one. Okay. Um, the other thing is you define the time period. Your items are consigned for a period of X number of days. I do 60 days. It varies, uh, but definitely have a time period in the contract where that is up. Uh, what happens to inventory once it is expired? So after 60 days, um, you can offer their items back. You can transfer them into store inventory. You can, you know, put them on a very discounted sale. So decide what you want to do. My recommendation, and I've gone through several iterations of this in my business, the thing that works best for us is that after the 60 days, the items become my property and the property of Kanji consignment. Uh, consider that. Consider at your expiration what happens to those items uh, if people want to pick them. Sometimes the higher dollar value items uh, can be picked up. That's fine. But what we found is that most people don't want to pick up their items. Once it's out of their house, they're not interested. They don't care. They get their check at the end of 60 days. End of story. Uh, which leads us into our next thing, which is the payout. How are you going to pay? How are you going to pay your consigners? via check. I mean, it doesn't matter the vehicle. You could use, you know, Venmo, PayPal, paper check, uh, whatever you use. Just be very clear when you do your agreement, you will be paid at the end of your consignment period, or you will be paid monthly or whatever it is. Uh, communication and tracking, have that in there. You know, if you move, you will let me know. If it is the consigner's responsibility to to track their items or, you know, if they move, to let you know. Uh, liability, if you do not have insurance, they are the person's items, okay? That person is responsible for the items even though you are selling them for them. I'm not going to get into all the details of this. Uh, when you get into really high dollar value items, you know, it kind of gets to be a different ballgame with insurance, but generally um, just make sure you're not liable if there's a catastrophic event or something like that for their items. All right. Yeah. So you, I'm going to put up a sample a template of an agreement that you can walk through with your consigners 
and just make sure you have a way. I'm sure if you're a reseller, you have a tracking spreadsheet and you're just going to track that by consigner so you know how much to pay them out at the end. Uh, a lot of us use uh, specific consignment software, but it is a lot of us don't. It's not necessary, especially if it's a small percentage of your business. There are different ways of tracking that. All right. So challenges. Yes, I know. You have all your stuff ready. You're doing your consigner agreement. You have one or two consigners. You're adding that. You're building your resale business. It's kind of like insurance for your resale business, right? It's just like another, I want to say it's almost like another stream of income, a stream of inventory. So you're kind of hedging your bets by being able to add this in in case everything else goes awry with your reselling business. Uh, Challenges. There are a lot of reasons people don't like to sell on consignment. The first of which, well, I don't know. I want to say I'll start with the easiest one is tracking. Get yourself a spreadsheet, get yourself consignment or reselling software and track it. it it's, it's very simple. Don't overcomplicate it. Just keep everything very simple. Give everything an inventory ID and, you know, don't over, don't overthink it. Don't track too much. Well, you can if you want, but it might it might bog you down and make it overwhelming. All right. So you have your consignment, your agreement in place. You know you have your spreadsheet or your consignment software, your reselling software, you're tracking it. All right, that's beautiful. Uh, consigners. Here we go. This is a rough one. This is why most people do not utilize the consignment method of selling but all the things we're telling you are going to kind of kind of minimize minimize these struggles so consigners people are very attached to their stuff consigners can be very difficult it can be very challenging you know i think this is worth you know a thousand dollars well really the resale uh is a hundred dollars so you have to make sure you're in control of those things and you're very clear with your consigner agreement that you set the prices, you set them at market value. And a lot of our videos do go into how to deal with these difficulties. Once you get it down, it's it's really not an issue. If you just, you know, listen to some of the videos, have your consigner agreement ready, know what you're in charge of, know what you're willing to accept, you'll be all Good, but listen to some of those uh, videos about the challenges of of consigners and consignments. Chances are you've run into some of these difficulties before. You've had a difficult consigner or somebody that's being difficult that you're reselling their items. It doesn't have to be. Uh, you can pick and choose. You know, I, I talk a lot about red flags. Right, there are a lot of people that I will not take their consignments. There are a lot of red flags people throw up. And that's okay. Oh, I should have my shirt on. Molly made me a shirt. It says consignment chats on the front. And on the back, it says, we're not for everyone. I feel like that in my consignment business too. And I'm not afraid to say that. And I think that's really, really important. You know, we are not a good match for you. I don't think I'm going to be able to do what you want here. So, you know, really not a good match for you. Don't be afraid to say no. You know, here's here's our consigner agreement. This is the way it works it's not for everyone. We're not for everyone. Totally understand that. It's not personal. We're just not for everyone. 
and keep that in your back pocket. It's really, really important. Don't feel like you are, you know, trying to appease somebody or trying to do somebody a favor. You are being paid to perform a service and think of your business that way. When you take consignments, think of it that way. You are being paid to do a service. You are not doing somebody a favor. Just take that totally out of your vocabulary because if you're doing somebody a favor, that's not a sustainable business model. If you're trying to help somebody, it's not a sustainable business model. It really has no, um, no purpose. No, it doesn't serve your business at all. If you're not doing something that's sustainable, if you're not setting things up correctly or, you know, taking the right consigners or taking the right kind of items, you're really hurting everyone because you're not going to be able to provide that service any longer. And just just keep that in mind and go into it with that mindset. Yes, every reseller should be consignment ready. Yes, you don't want to miss that awesome opportunity or you don't want to bungle that awesome opportunity you have for consignment because you're not ready and you don't know what your terms are and you blurt out, um, yeah, we'll sell that for 30%. Um, we'll give you 30%. And then, you know, you're left with all these, these questions. Who prices it? Uh, you know, what's an ex- what's the lowest amount I'll take? What do we do at the end of the consignment period? You know, just have that ready. It's not, it's not complicated. It will definitely change your reselling business. And we are so happy to be able to help you do that and add this into your reselling business in a responsible way that is going to allow you to, to capitalize on, on those things. And yeah, so... All right, I think I've just like gotten on my soapbox way too much this episode because Molly is not here and I just, sorry about that. But like this video, if you subscribe to the Consignment Chats channel, that is awesome. We are so happy to have you. If you want to be a member of our community and talk to other people that are going through this, other resellers that do maybe a little bit of consignment there, or you're thinking about, you know, dipping your toe into that, go ahead. Go on to Facebook. The link's in the show notes. And we do have a community there where we talk about all these kind of behind the scenes things uh, that you may deal with with consignment. But don't be afraid. We're going to be all, we're going to be there for you. We're going to make sure you're consignment ready. And whether or not you ever end up taking consignment, at the very least, it will stop you from going down an avenue that just really could be a headache. All right. So... Until next week, I kind of feel silly cheersing myself, but cheers. Thanks for joining Libby and Molly, the ladies of Consignment Chats. To find out more and keep chatting, find Consignment Chats on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and podcast. As always, you can find all of this information at consignmentchats.com. Thanks for joining us.